0: Galway Early Music Festival is happening for the 25th time this year, bringing online from tomorrow its menu of medieval, renaissance and baroque music-making, adding to the mix this time a few chords of Eddie Cochran and a taste of Bob Marley. Some of the most familiar chord patterns in popular music first arrived in Western ears in the 16th and 17th century as part of a baroque craze for dance music. These grounds, as they were called, are also the seed for a work. Workshop at this year's festival, exploring the centuries-spanning power of three chords, with or without the truth. Culture File got a grounding from the pair behind the session, guitar hero Eamon Sweeney and Viola de Gamba hero Malachi Robinson. <laughs> I remember
1: particularly seeing at the Coldway Early Music Festival it's where it all started for me back probably around 2000-ish or late 90s I saw a guitarist playing there Steve Player and he was playing this music and he was strumming and he was a dancer as well so he was dancing and strumming Um, and I just remember sitting there going that's what I want to do actually
2: I'm in my house. If you feel these things because they're part of your culture, then you don't need to write them down. And that's certainly even more the case for what the percussionists got up to in those days, which we can only guess at. And percussion in this music is terrific and adds a huge amount, but it's mostly speculation. Uh, Once you've lived with the stuff for a while, you start to feel, well, this must be what they would have done, you know. Maliki Robinson, and I'm here to talk about ground basses with Eamon Sweeney. The role that I'm playing here is uh, as a bass player, but not on a double bass, on a viola da gamba, and using the gamba as a kind of bass guitar, really.
1: I'm uh, Eamon Sweeney. I'm a guitarist, and these days uh, my primary interest: early guitar-like instruments from the 15, 16, 1700s, lutes, and various types of guitars that were around then. My original background was, with the guitar was as a, a rock guitarist, as a teenager wanting to be in Led Zeppelin. Then I got interested in the classical guitar in my 20s. As I finished my degree was when I started to become aware of there was such a thing as a historical and early guitar from the 16 and 1700s. I had thought it was just lutes back then. But I realised it was guitars and these guitars were strummed and these guitars were looked down upon at the time. And if you read some of the quotes from the time, it's like you're reading about Elvis talking about guitarists with their ridiculous facial contortions and bodily movements. Another dictionary describes the guitar, an instrument played much to the detriment of music. dances these grounds come from 1500s into the 1600s and there was a whole bunch of them that seemed particularly suited to the guitar they seemed to come in especially be influenced um, or be forms of dances from Spain's colonies abroad from South America and from West Africa and places they were literally three chord tricks on the guitar anyway. Uh, if they were getting fancy, they, they moved towards four sometimes. And then as the centuries went on, they became gentrified. And a lot of these dances became part of the classical canon. You'll see versions of them by Handel and by Bach and etc. But in their early life, in the around 1600, they were risky, wild dances that if you were caught dancing them in Spain, you could be banished from the kingdom or sent to the galleys. And it was very obvious to me then that guitar playing, hasn't changed that much you know in in so many ways that what you would learn as a singer songwriter starting off budding guitarist the same chord progressions and that's where this workshop for the Galway Early Music Festival that's the genesis of it over the years of playing this stuff and knowing rock music as well a bit seeing the, the you know the clear connections.
0: So what happens in in the interim years? You're talking about how this kind of music from the 16th or the 17th century became eventually gentrified and is concert music now. But where was this sort of parting of the ways that something else turned up in, in rock and roll? Well, the parting of
2: the ways in terms of, I suppose, if this music was folk music at the time, but it was also court music, at the time meaning in the 16th century. So so in the 17th century, the business of being a musician was in fact to play and also to compose. And as time went on, the business of composing and performing became separated. By the time we get to the 19th century, rare that you find a composer who also performs. And the idea then of a conductor, for example, who doesn't either compose or perform, that would have been a bizarre suggestion. So the fact that all these jobs got separated and that they became super-specialised, which allowed, of course, for uh, towering masterpieces of of Western art music. But it did mean then that you could no longer be in that mainstream of music without super-specialising, and that's where folk music became separated. Um, And so uh, that that opened up a divide, which is where rock and roll uh, stepped in, you know.
1: So this piece we can listen to now is uh, so it's taken from a from a very straightforward rock and roll song. This is "Come On Everybody." Um, it uses the same chords you're going to get in any rock and roll song, in any blues song, and then also in this this music, these guitar dances from from this period, the rock period. And they're exactly the same chords. You should be able to see, you'll hear a slight shift, but the shift is only in that the Come On Everybody is in four time, uh, which was the, is the, the standard thing for rock and roll. And uh, the Pasacal, Spanish dance is in three time. Um, but apart from that, they're, they're very interchangeable.
2: So the workshops that we're going to do for this online jam, uh, Baroque and Roll, I think is the title we've given it. What we've done is we recorded some of these grounds in historical style using the the, uh, the Baroque guitar and the viola da gamba. We've sent these loops to anybody who wants to take part with us next weekend. And we've also sent then with that, you'll get some PDFs of very simple suggestions for both the uh, the chords that are involved, nice and simple. We we'll also send you the, the, the scale or the mode on which the thing is based, so you can use that as a basis for noodling. And we've also sent you some suggestions for melodies that you might put over the top of it. So then next uh, weekend, when we do our live thing, everybody who's joined in will have done some homework for this and can join in with us. We'll be playing live. We'll be talking about how to take this a little bit further. And we'll all have a bit of a jam. Anybody wants to be heard, we'll give them the chance to be heard by the group. But inevitably, because it is going to be over a Zoom platform, people won't be hearing each other. They'll be hearing us. And hopefully everybody goes away feeling how uh, both people and music haven't changed at all.
0: Eamon Sweeney and Maliki Robinson there and there's still time to sign up for that Baroque and Roll online session which happens this Sunday 23rd at 2pm. Check out galwayearlymusic.com for more info.